Welcome to Kafaro Cast, everyone. I've got my uh, good and longtime friend Cody uh, Covey across from me, and we've got a little bit of a unique uh, guest today. I don't know much about hockey, but from what everybody tells me, this guy's pretty important. Uh, Brent Burns with the San Jose Sharks. What's going on, man? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Ah, good, good. Uh, so, man, I I gotta be honest with you. I uh, when I, I I really just saw you from social media and the Total Archery Challenge, and you know, I I knew you'd played hockey because Frank told me, and you'd order a, a pack from us. Um, and then I googled and I found out you're one of the better players uh, in the league as far as defensemen. Every time I bring that up, you make jokes about it, but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize you were that big of a, a big deal. You are a big deal. No, I don't, I don't. It's kind of one of those weird things. I, I don't really think so. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to play in, in a great league with a lot of different players, and um, I'm lucky to still be around. Gotcha. Well, you're from uh, Toronto originally? Yeah, from just north of Toronto in Ontario, and um, I've been in the States now. This will be my 16th year. So I was in Minnesota for eight eight years, and then uh, I've been in California since then. Gotcha. What got you into to hunting? Well, I think for me, I I didn't grow up in a hunting family. Um, well, obviously, you know, taking care of our bodies and, and uh, trying to be as healthy as possible uh, in my profession is, is key, and, and really helps with longevity and um you know i started I've, I've always kind of been into the outdoors and um my grandfather was in world war ii in the canadian military so i always growing up i always wanted to either be a hockey player or, or join the military and uh for me luckily hockey worked out so I, I didn't really get to live that other part of of my dream um so i've kind of always been into the outdoors and I, I like shooting and, and I've always been into that and it kind of just morphed into uh, learning more about hunting and, and I married a, a girl from Texas so her family's been been into hunting and uh, slowly started just learning more and, and the more I looked into it the more it fit into what I wanted our family's lifestyle just kind of revolve around and um, just the health benefits are great and and we've really had a, a lot of time with our kids we have three kids my son is nine and uh, we spend a lot of time in the summers here at the ranch outdoors and looking at animals, making sure the herds are good, you know, harvesting a couple animals for, for meat for us throughout the year. And uh, it's just been, I mean, hunting has just been a huge blessing for our whole family. Gotcha. And you're, you're in, um, in Texas right now, kind of in the hill country. So you, you got that what kind of a, as a way to get away and also hunt where, uh, you've got kind of, that's your, your summer house when you're away from, from hockey. Yeah. My, my wife kind of, she, she started getting on me about dragging her around during the hockey year all the time and, uh, being away from family for her. And so she always said we would settle in Texas and I, I've always loved Texas. I love the food here. The people are great. And, uh, so that was kind of the deal we made. We would, we would settle here and we started looking at ranches, uh, it took, probably took two years for us to find the place that we really loved, and the hill country is just is such an amazing place. And uh, you know, for me, I wanted to get into hunting for for the last couple of years, and it's just so difficult to do during the year for me. And, and playing in California, um, in the Bay Area, you, you'd have to travel uh, a couple hours at least to go to go hunt, and it's just difficult. It's just hard for us to get away for for any days, let alone 
to get two days, it just doesn't happen. So uh, the ranch has been, it's been huge. It's really allowed me to, to learn a lot, to, to start learning about the animals and, and, you know, when you do harvest one, what to do with it. Cause that's, I mean, for me, I had no idea. So, you know, I, I try to watch as many videos and, and learn about, learn from the pros like you guys and, and, and figure things out. But until you're really doing it, you don't, you don't have a clue. So, um, yeah, I'm still in the beginner stages, but it's, it's been awesome. Well, you, um, what you had Dudley set you up, a a bow and then, uh, you went to the total archery challenge with, uh, Dudley and the black rifle coffee guys and, and, uh, have tried, you've gone on about as much. I mean, I don't know that you could really do any more than what you're doing now with the schedule you've got, but, uh, but you said you'd go on a backpack hunt with us when you, when you retired. So I'm, I'm probably gonna have to hold you to that. And then, you know, while we're going, I was going to bring up, we can explain, we can uh, exchange, uh, dental information. Cause you and I both have the same issue, uh, <laughs> probably for different reasons, but the, <laughs> I, I think I asked you once, didn't I? I messaged you up like, hey, dude, do you have implants or anything? Because my teeth are jacked up. You're like, no, fuck that. I'm waiting until I re- retire. They're just going to yeah, keep I, getting knocked out. I got so tired of fixing my teeth on, on our, our off days. That I just said, I, I mean, I'm married. I got kids. There's, there's nobody to, to try to anymore. I just I gave up on it. Oh, man. I um. Well, you'll, you'll probably, what, got five more years in you, hopefully, is what you're thinking? Yeah, I'll, I'll play as long as I can. My, I, I've got another five years on this deal, and um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, hockey's always been, you know, my biggest passion. I, I grew up in a big hockey family, and you know, it's it's one of those things. That I'm always gonna love the game, so as long as my health is okay and and I can still play, and somebody will let me come into the dressing room, I'll I'll play as long as I can because when it's over, it's it's all done. Yeah, you think you'll ever try and coach or anything? Uh, I don't know. I think it would more depend on like my son. He, he's into hockey, loves it. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to let him do his own thing and, and make sure that he has that passion for it because, you know, if, if he doesn't really love it, he's, it's not going to, he's not going to do anything with it. So, um, I kind of just let him do his thing now. And, but if he started playing a little bit more competitive and I, I would definitely want to be around it and, and, uh, you know, help him as much as I could. I don't know if I'd want to do the coaching thing. I think it's, it's just so difficult to, to be around. They, they put so much work in. And, you know, then you don't really get to play either. So it's like you, you don't get to, to use all that energy. I, I, I don't know. It'd be, I wouldn't say no, but it's not something that I, I say for sure I would want to do yet. Gotcha. Are you, uh, are you planning on, though, as, uh, as you do retire, to, to go full-on Donkey Kong and hunt as much as you can, time permitting? Oh, I would just love to. I, I mean, for me, it's, there's so many. Like my dream hunt, I, I would love to go going to the mountains and try to do a doll sheep hunt. That's, that's always been my, my dream, my dream hunt when I retire. And, um, you know, elk, I've never done that. And elk meat is my favorite, uh, thing to eat. So that, that'd be another one on my bucket list that I'd love to do. Yeah. I'm sure my, my wife will make me do a lot of the, the chores that I skip out on now and, and say, I can't really do cause I don't want to get too tired and she'll say I got no more excuses. So, <laughs> but then definitely come that hunting season. I would love to go. Yeah. Well, I'll be bugging you guys too for tips. Oh yeah. Well, we'll take you, man. Um, you'll have a lot, you'll, you know, so many people that ever that helps opportunities wise and everything else, but really right now time constraints is a big one, but man, me being unfamiliar with, um, with hockey. So I don't make fun of me for the the dumb questions. What's the life expectancy of a, 
of a guy in your position in, in hockey, what, what do you usually play before you're physically just jacked up? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, everybody's so different and it really just depends on, you know, the, the crazy lucky bounces, you know, if, if you start getting injured a little bit more, it's like nowadays the training is so good and uh, the rehab stuff is so good that you can get around it. It's, it's more, if you can get stable in the league, um, you know, you'll get, you'll get to be like probably 10 years, I would say is, is an average career, but the numbers are much shorter because it's, it's hard to get established and, and to be stable in the league. And so I think they, they say the average is probably three years, but if you can establish yourself, it's probably closer to 10. Holy and then cow. it's just all about staying healthy. You know, what's your, any major injuries you've had? I had, I had shoulder surgery when I was younger. Uh, I was probably 18 or 19. Um, elbow surgery, obviously the teeth are gone. They're, they're long gone. And then, uh, just a couple head, head things when I was younger too. So you get banged up, you, you get, uh, but nothing, nothing too crazy that, you know, still bug me today. And, um, you know, we spend a lot of time during the summer and during the year making sure you work those kinks out and, and stay in as good a shape as you can. Obviously, you know, hockey's kind of, uh, it's a weird sport because you shoot the one way. So you, you get imbalanced very easily. And then same with the legs, like the way we skate. You get really glute dominant and, and quad dominant. And then the hammies and calves just get destroyed. So we spend a lot of time in the summer trying to balance all those things back out. And that, that, that's huge for recovery and, and longevity in the league too, you know, it's just staying healthy. And, Do you have little bird leg calves? Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel bad even saying the birds because they say they got bigger. <laughs> oh, shit. I, uh, do you wear shorts a lot in Texas or do you got to wear pants to hide them? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm fine letting them, letting the, the little calves. I, I, I just tell people I've never seen big calves on a, on a thoroughbred horse <laughs> when they start making fun of my little calf. Yeah, no kidding. Well, what are you probably... <laughs> I blame it's my dad's fault. He's got no calves either, so I think it's all his fault. Well, I can tell you I've got them, and although they look cool, they suck to maintain because they cramp up all the time and shit. It's uh, it's cool to show. Uh, it takes a lot of oxygen to feed those, those little guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, as far as, and again, I bug you about hockey, but you got drafted by the wild. It's correct. And in, in 2003. Yeah. yeah. 2003. Look at this. You got, you got this down. I, I'm fucking yeah, reading it on Google, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, what yeah, the, I was lucky. I, I started in Minnesota. It was a great place. They, they had, uh, it was a really good place for young guys too. So I was able to play when I was 18 and, and kind of get a foothold in the league and, and learn from some great players. And, um, yeah, it was huge. We had a, like one of the most well-known coaches at the time too. So he was, he was very detailed and, and learned a lot from, from him. Uh, I mean, he won so many Stanley Cups and, uh, he's just like an ultimate legend of the sport, Jacques Omer. So I was pretty blessed to, to play under him and, and, you know, learn those early habits. You know, it'd be like if I went backpack hunting and, and just did it by myself, I'd get all these bad habits and, and then, those would just stick with me where if, if you can learn from, if I get to go with you and I, I get good habits right from the start, it's just going to be huge to help. So I, that, that's what was, it really did help me with, with the hockey starting there. And, and we love the city. It was a great place. Gotcha. What happened with the trade uh, for San Jose? And was that a good thing for you or bad, or you just didn't really care? No, I mean, it's part of the business. It's, it's always like a, you, you never know. It, it can always come up any day. You can get a phone call and, 
you, you know, you pack your bags and, and you're off to the next city. And, you know, for us, we get 20 guys on the team that, that you, you're instantly bonded with. And it's, it's easier for us with, with the families. It can be a little bit more difficult. I think it was kind of at that time, we were always struggling to, to get the next step in Minnesota. And I was coming up on my deal. So it was kind of one of those things where, you know, they, they get some other picks and, and some younger guys and, you know, try to trade me out of there to, to kind of take that next step. And, you know, for me personally, going to San Jose, it was, it was huge for me. I, I went and played uh, with a team with, with older guys. There was, uh, you know, two guys there that, that are going to go down to some of the best to ever play the Hawks play our game ever in the history of the game, Joe Thornton and Patty Marlowe. And um, to get to learn from those guys every day at the rink, it, it's, you know, I really took my game to another level after being able to watch these guys every day. It's just, you know, it's still crazy to think about that. I can, I call those guys good friends of mine. And um, I just learned so much from those guys. And uh, it was a really good team. I mean, going to San Jose, it's, we've had a chance to do good things each year. We had a tough year last year, which, uh, which is never any fun. And yeah, so we're, I mean, we're looking forward to getting back. Hopefully everything kind of gets back to as close to normal as we can. And, and we can, we can try to have a, a good bounce back year. Well, as I'm Googling, uh, this is funny because I now I'm afraid to look, uh, what comes up. Brent Burns teeth, Brent Burns wife, Brent Burns contract, Brent Burns stats, age, smile, trade, beard, and height. Those are the main <laughs> searches for, for Brent. Dude, uh, can I talk about your contract here? Jesus Christ on a cracker. I'm going to go hunting with you. Um, is that normal for a defenseman? Well, it's, I mean, hockey, I, I, it's, I don't know if it's normal. I mean, I, I pretty, it's, it's, it's a lot it's of fucking good. zeros on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, know don't you guys look at the big number because a lot of that disappears. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that uh, a lot of um, is that a lot of blown out? Like, what do you actually take out of that half? No, it's, wor- it's, it's worse than half. <laughs> there, there's yeah, there's a lot of things that happen in in hockey. With uh, we have you know the CBA deal with the league and stuff. So you don't really ever – that number is kind of just your percentage or um, – I don't know how to describe it, but you have you have a deal with the owners and the players that they they have a split on the revenue. So there is there is some so – There's a lot of fine print. Things that happen with those numbers. Gotcha. But I'm not complaining. Yeah. I've been pretty blessed in hockey, and it's it's, it's been a good, good ride. And uh, the game's given up, me and my family a, a ton of – ton of great times and uh and, and a great life so we're 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 pretty thankful for it let's see here as i'm googling away oh your wife's cute you did good see man you don't need any teeth but in that picture you're young and you have all your teeth yeah she says it's it's false advertising i had i didn't have many <laughs> tattoos and i had all my teeth when we met. <laughs> oh that's funny you get like uh more street cred in the league for for losing the teeth i gotta ask no uh, it's not really like street credit it's just kind of not really, because like nobody has them. Really, I was just—I haven't met a hockey player that has all his teeth. There, you guys, none of yeah, you guys have them. It's almost like—I uh, I don't know. It's like it'd be like seeing like a backcountry hunter that has like blisters on his feet or something. I'm sure it's just normal. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, my, everybody else kind of thinks that. What's that? Oh, I just—I was looking like Dumb and Dumber this morning with a palm sander trying to buff my big toe down. As you bring that up, so yeah, that's a good uh, analogy. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. So. 
for us, it's kind of just normal. It, it just, especially as you, it, so as you get older in hockey, like when you're a kid, you're wearing a full cage. So you are protected. And then as you get older and you, and you advance into the different leagues, you get, you, you have less and less protection on your face. So it's kind of like if, if you're playing in a, in a bigger league or uh, like in a more advanced league, you have less protection. So it's, it's usually those guys that lose, lose the teeth and get all scarred up and stuff. So, I mean, it is a badge of honor, but it's, everybody has it. So uh, do you ever, uh, when in, and judging from talking to you, pretty humble, mellow guy so far, but how often do you see baseball players that never get injured complain about contracts, knowing to ask, well, that's like a, you guys in rugby, I would say, are pretty, pretty close. Do you ever look at it, uh, um, golf or, or foot or, or baseball and be like, what the hell are you complaining about? Or do you try to stay out of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, we're still, I, we're still like regular fans, like, uh, of, of the other sports and stuff. You know, I think I, I always just think, I don't really know what, what those guys go through, you know, from the day to day stuff. I, I, I did stand in front of a pitcher once and, and took like batting practice and, I should have been wearing a diaper at the time, so <laughs> I, I don't really. I try not to to make fun of the other guys. I mean, I would make fun of them, but I wouldn't. Uh, I, I try not to get jealous or think about what they go through because, you know, you think of like a football guy, and when I watch those guys every play, I'm like, that is insane. And then those guys come to our game, and they're like, you guys are insane. You know, it's like an MMA guy. I'm like, I couldn't imagine what they go through, and it's always. I think there's just a there still is that ultimate respect of, of seeing other athletes or, or whatever they go through and just knowing that, you know, they're the best of the best and it can't be easy. You know, I mean, if I go golfing, I got to carry 40 pounds of extra balls because they're all over the place. <laughs> so I know that ain't easy. Yeah. But, yeah. I struggle with a lot of the other sports. So What uh, I was, I'm assuming with where you're from, you basically popped out of the womb and started playing hockey. Yeah, it's not far off. Yeah, we I, I've been skating since I was like one and a half, pretty much walking and skating at the same time. And uh, yeah, my dad loves hockey. He never played pro or anything, but he he still still skates and, and uses it as a great form of exercise. And um, yeah, I mean, candidates. We we played it in the summers. I played roller hockey. I played street hockey. Winters, I would play on the the frozen ponds or you know at our schools we would take uh, the basketball courts. And they would convert them into hockey rinks, so we play outside. and And I played competitive hockey since I was a kid too. So, yeah, it's always been my my big passion. And, and uh, you know, we we would watch the games at night. And I've just been a big fan of the game since I can remember. Um, so you brought up Doll Sheep, which um, you're probably not familiar. Maybe you are with the Lancaster family, but they're pretty much world renowned as legends in the in the uh, outfitting and hunting industry uh, clay and jim and bart anyway they they live up in in uh, british columbia and they in my opinion have the best dull sheep moose and, and caribou hunting anywhere in the world but his son uh colton i didn't know um how how all this works with with hockey right and clay brought up a lot of times uh, cuz colton was going you know, trying to make it into the, uh, the NHL, he was a goalie and he said the most difficult shit he'd ever seen in his life. I've seen his kid. He's a freak of nature. And he said a lot of it's political. A lot of it's just catching a a break, things like that. Um, 
Is a lot of it like that? Can, is can some kind can it just be the right guy sees you at the right time, or as far as because you made no, it, in, I, you made it at eighteen, yeah, 100%. didn't you? Yeah, I, I mean that's I, I tell people that all the time. It's like I I played with so many people that were better than me all the way up as a kid, all the way up to right before pro, and there's so much luck that is involved in it. I mean, obviously the work and all that stuff has to be there. You have to have. Uh, you know, a version of, of a talent or a gift to be able to do it. But there's so much luck. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about playing maybe a great game on the right night with the right person there, and then that guy going to bat for you, uh, drafting to the right team. I mean, if I would have got drafted to a different team at that time, I never would have played as an 18-year-old. So it's like getting drafted to the right place was huge for me. Um, and then you and then getting good habits and getting established into that place. And there, there's so much that goes into it that I don't even probably know what happened because I don't know the nights that I was getting scouted there. There'd just be somebody in the stands. And uh, so, yeah, it's like so much luck. I'm sure it's the same as, as hunting and and you do everything right. And sometimes there's an animal there and sometimes there's not, or sometimes something happens and you're like, shit, that just, that screwed that whole hunt up or like, wow, that all came together perfectly. and, And you can't explain what happened, you know? I shot a 200-plus-inch mule deer in the neck in Alberta last year. I would imagine that's like losing the Stanley Cup because I about <laughs> cried like a bitch. It was yeah. <laughs> well, I can, I can relate to that because we lost, we lost in the finals, and I cried like a bitch too. So, it's, uh, yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I just actually texted Clay. Um, yeah, we can be your motivational group if you want, man, because uh, he just said – uh, he's you were the baddest motherfucker in the league, so that's a good sign because he <laughs> plays attention to hockey. You'll have to I'll have to hook you two up as far as doll sheep, because um, man, uh, it's in the Northwest Territories, uh, and I, I spent a good bit of time up there, dude. It is the most remote, badass. I mean, you'll fly into Norman Wells, which you can only get there by plane or when the river freezes over, and then you'll take a helicopter or a float plane into camp. And you're talking there's not a light bulb for 180, 200 miles. Um, no roads, wow. no nothing. And you can do moose, sheep, and caribou, but there's grizzlies running through camp. There's wolves everywhere. I mean, if I was going to suggest to hunt, plus those guys are all hockey heads so that you guys can all talk shit because, like, right now I'm severely failing and so is Cody at the lingo because I know nothing about <laughs> hockey. Although they might get – your leg might get humped so much up there it may fall off because those dudes yeah. are all hockey I got to go in there for, like, a little confidence boosting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're uh, – that that would be – that'd be cool because I, I know uh, – you know, that family in general or whatever hockey is, 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 uh, pretty much bred into them as well. And, and, uh, they, they are like, since I don't watch sports, right. When, when we were getting stuff together at the house, uh, a hockey game was on and, and work fucking stopped. Like that was all yeah. we did. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's definitely a religion up there. Talk about, you went to the total archery challenge. I was laughing last night. So was my wife. How exactly did that work? How did you end up there? Oh, I was, well, so I, I met Dud through, uh, through another hockey guy. And, uh, you know, he, I, it was crazy just getting to, because I, I was familiar with him, him through Instagram and, and me trying to learn, you know, different things about hunting and shooting a bow. I was getting into shooting a bow and I, I tried to, I'd bought in a bow by myself and, and taken it to like a couple of local shops, but you know, then you, you start shooting it and things start coming loose and I, I'm not the most handy guy. You know, and what, like when I say that I'm useless with a tool. So 
trying to figure out how to fix this thing. Um, it just came at like a perfect time. And, and, uh, you know, he was nice enough to, to make me a bow. And, and then I was able to go to the ranch here in Texas with the black rifle guys and duds and, and do some lessons and learn, learn from that. And then he invited me to go to that, uh, the tack challenge, which is, I mean, we had talked a little bit about it before, but like crazy. The first shot I was, I was so nervous because there's other humans around that not only was I going to not hit a target, but I was going to hit somebody else that I, you know, I was just starting. So it was, uh, it was super cool. Like trial by fire. Um, I, I got to, I was in the same group as, uh, as Barclos. So he was really, really great and helping me and giving me little tips that, that he would notice I was doing. And did he make fun of you cool because experience. of your camo? Yeah. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was all, I, I didn't realize who he was. So he was all over me, about my, uh, about my camo and, um, uh, I, I wasn't wearing any Sitka, so I was, I was rocking the QU stuff and he, he was, he got on to me about that. And, uh, it was great. I mean, it was, I learned a lot and, and I, you know, even the bubble in the boat, he was all over me about my bubble and it made a huge difference. I mean, obviously if you're shooting your boat sideways, it's not good. So, um, just little tips all the time. And it, it was great. It was, those things were, that's a, such a fun experience to do. Your bow right now, like what, cause you're, you're, you're six foot five, so I'd imagine are you thirty one inch draw, thirty and a half somewhere in there? Yeah, I think I'm thirty one and a half inch Fuck draw. Me. You're at a genetic advantage. Yeah, um, some speed there. Yeah. <laughs> what what bow are you shooting and what arrows? Do you remember those off the top of your head? Yeah, I have uh uh it's a Hoyt R X three that he did uh with some teal teal strings on it for the sharks, and then uh he did the the FMJ arrows. Uh, the nocturnal, uh, knocks. And then, uh, I've been experimenting with some different broadheads and stuff, shooting in the backyard and stuff. I got some, I got the iron wheel, 100 grain, uh, the kudu broadheads, and, uh, some different rage ones that I've been using. Yeah, that's what Cody used rage before. Sever's another one I would take a look at for a mechanical and then an evolution mechanical's good. You can shoot really whatever you want and you don't have to worry about shit because you're gonna go through it. Um just with your draw length and every and that arrow weight. But are you are you gonna stick with that yeah, bow? So is, that, or? is that a heavy arrow? Is that a heavy arrow that I'd be using? Oh Christ, that I can only imagine. It's got to be six hundred grains, five hundred and fifty grains, I would think, because you're shooting. I would imagine a two fifty spine FMJ, which probably is fifteen grains an inch or something. I'd have to look it up. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, uh, I'll just say it. Um, I don't care. I hate. I hate FMJs as much as I hate mayonnaise. Um, I, <laughs> I, that is not an arrow I would suggest for you to to shoot. But mostly uh, they break and they bend. Uh, cause there's, you know, there's metal in there. Um, you know, if you're going to stick with Easton, I would say an, an axis would probably be, you know, better, but I can talk to you about that at, at different times. And if you're not breaking them, then, Hey, don't, don't worry about it. But they, they tend to, they can, they can bend, especially if you're belly slapping off a 3d target or something, but that will go yeah. through, that'll go through something, uh, like a car door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a <laughs> lethal setup. Uh, are you going to stick with that setup or are you going to screw around? Uh, well, for me, I, I'm not very handy, so I, I've been trying to learn how to, to do some work on, on the bows, but, like, I'm afraid to touch it and screw it up because once that's had it set up, it was, like, it shoots like a dream. So I don't want to be tinkering with it too much. So, but I don't know. I know he shoots, I, I like, 
he has those access and the, the FMGs on the on the site, and I think he shoots both. Yeah, he. I would so imagine I he probably he probably does. Um, either way, I was like I was saying, one thing might work depending upon schedule. Since my daughter lives down there, if you ever need help with any of that, I'll just fly down, hang out with my daughter, and we can go shoot or something. Um, and then I can help tuning, or if you got you know just jacking around with different broadheads or whatever else just let me know but it's hard like uh cody and i were talking because i was telling him to get a last chance bow press um when i was on the phone with brent the other day cody's got a shop at his house i do it's not as bad as you think once you learn some basic parameters of what you can and can't do to to screw around with it but you probably will break some shit initially um but it helps you remember right once you screw something up I mean, they're just so, it's it's crazy, like all the, and then if you you do change one thing, then like the whole balance, because that, that, that's what kind of scares me all the time with working on the bow, and you know, when, when I watch like you guys do it, and, and through, it's like, man, it's, there's just so much that you got to think about and know, and I, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I don't, um, like I said, man, just whatever, well... Of course, it's probably hard to leave your oasis. If you're ever bored, you can always come up here too. We got a what four 3D courses? Yeah, uh, and then I got 3Ds at the house and everything else. And it, um, if you can handle being at ten thousand feet and kids running around everywhere um, and not worrying about getting <laughs> eat by bears, the uh, the it that just hanging out with guys for a few days shooting, you know, just like attack and, and tuning you learn more than you think you would once you got somebody around you to kind of, to, to help you. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Kind of walk you through it a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, it'd be no different if I was going to go buy hockey gear, I was doing, but if you were with me, I'd be golden and just (laughs) taking, taking notes. So I, I would say though, um, you know, with what you're, you know, shooting, I mean, broadhead wise, getting something to tune with that draw length is, is usually going to be more difficult. Anytime you get in heavy poundage and long, long draw length is a little more, it's just more touchy. Um, you oh, know, really? Well, well, fuck, you're shooting a full length fucking arrow. <laughs> you're maxing out. You're basically just put a turbo and a chip and a supercharger in everything you got, right? Like you, you are literally maxing out the efficiency of everything you have, and so you've got a longer power stroke on the bow, meaning the the, the arrow staying on the string longer. Um, your arrow is harder to keep straight because it's longer. The longer the arrow, the harder it is to keep straight, and probably yeah. any inefficiencies you have in your form can be a little bit more critical with a, a longer draw because of that his power strokes the size of fucking Indiana. So. I mean, you, you, those things are all stuff that, you know, that's part of kind of all the good things that come with that long draw length. You also get a little bit of bad arrow, yeah. arrow consist arrow consistency is a big one. Um, cause you're shooting, I would imagine a full length arrow or pretty close to it. Um, where Cody and I are vertically challenged, I'm shooting a 27 and a half, 28 inch arrow. Yours probably 31, I would guess 32. Um, so it, the longer it is, it's harder to keep straight. But dude, that's all easy stuff. I mean, like you got an arrow saw too, didn't you? Yeah, I did get an arrow saw. Cause I, I'll, I do like I experiment on my son's bow and and my wife's bow. So, I don't, so if I do screw it up, it's, I can still shoot. <laughs> Makes me a bad guy. Smart uh, guy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no kidding. Um, I'd say what press? What what press do you have, Cody? I have a monster pack press. A guy from Archery Talk used to 
He still does actually make them, make them and sell them. Um, it's not good for something over like 34 ATA, but I mean, it does everything I need and I can change peeps and put twists and cables. And that's one thing I'll tell you, if you do have a press and you start, you start tinkering with your bows, um, just write down everything you do. If you put, <laughs> if you put like yeah. a two twists and a left yoke leg, write it down, man, because the first few times you do that, you can at least get back to baseline if you fuck something up. So, you know, those yeah. two, the, the Y that comes, you know, you're going vertical and then, uh, your string Y's out and hooks to the left and right side of your limb. Yep. So you, you can tune that way called yoke tuning is what Cody's talking about. But what'll happen if you put a twist here and a twist there, and the next thing you can't hit a bull in the ass with a bass fiddle, you can at least <laughs> go back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know what, yeah. what you did. And a lot of it's just experimenting. Um, but it's easy to say that, uh, when, when there's someone to pull you out of a hole. Yeah, exactly. Like w when you know what to do to fix the issue that you just caused. Yeah, e exactly. And there is a lot to, to learn, but it is fun. It's super uh, addictive. I'm trying to think if you shot a traditional bow, what that would look like with a 31 inch draw. Good Lord. You'd have, I think your bow would be 64, 66 inches long, um, total or whatever. Like but. the old medieval times bow. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, well, Mongolians. Like, you watch South Park? <laughs> yeah. I, it's been a long time since I watched. We don't even have a TV out here. We try to stay away from it. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We don't. We have a TV. We don't have cable, but um, we do watch Netflix and Vudu occasionally. <laughs> oh, yeah, Netflix is unbelievable. Uh, oh yeah, for for sure. What uh, are you? What all, are you going to try to do any hunts this year other than there on the ranch? Uh it, it's kind of, well, like all, all this stuff going on now. It's like I, I don't even know if. Uh, it's kind of put us in limbo because I don't know if we're going to be going back to to finish the previous year and uh, get get ready for the next year. Um, I was planning on that. I, I was really wanting to get onto a hunt uh, this summer or the spring to try to do anything, you know, in the back country to kind of get out there and, and get some experience, you know, try to find a, an outfitter that I, I could learn from and, and get some experience doing it just because even – when you, you go on a long run, you, you can play all the way into June. So it kind of takes away a lot of that time. And then as soon as you're done, it's, you got to, you only had a short amount of time to get back into shape to be ready for the next year. So, um, you know, like I said before, we, we had a little bit of a tough year this year. So we were, we were finishing up earlier than, than I have in the past. So I was going to try to do something, but then all this, all, all the COVID stuff came and kind of changed those plans too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I really didn't, think that what do you what is going to happen with that do you think if you were to guess oh i i have no idea it's i, I mean really everything's still kind of up in the air with with the health officials and and uh so i don't even know if they would try to do in in your original city or if, they, if they're going to try to set up uh like designated neutral sites and and try to finish games and and try to get some playoffs in i have no idea i mean i, I know it's it's been uh i miss sports you know i miss Okay, we're still fans at the end of the day. I like I like watching the other sports, and you know I think it is a it's a good release from everybody. I think has different forms of of releases, uh, you know, for from working and and from you know now we got this homeschool thing, so it's uh, it's been interesting at home. So I, I do miss having that that uh, fun time at the end of the night, just sitting on the couch watching uh, watching some games. Yeah, what uh, while well, we're talking about kids. Were you a little Peckerwood kid, or were you a pretty good kid? Uh, no, I was probably Peckerwood a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I was so into hockey that I was, I was 
pretty, pretty busy with that, you know, so I think it kept me out of most of the trouble, but you know, I've, I, from the way my son is now, I, I'm, I'm sure I was the exact same way, which is drive my parents a little crazy too, you know, keep them on their toes, <laughs> a lot of energy, um, wanting to do stuff all the time. I mean, he's, he's great. He comes to the gym with me every day and he wants to learn to work out and, um, he's firing around the ranch. He, he loves shooting his bow. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and, um, it's been interesting with the homeschool and I'm trying to do grade four and grade three math. And that's, uh, really made me feel like an idiot at times too. So it's been, <laughs> it's been interesting. Did you do pretty good in school? Because you, you went straight from high school to, to the Minnesota wild. You, you, were you willing or wanting to go to college at all? Or were you just like hockey or nothing? Or what was that like back then? Or do you even remember no, what yeah, you were the thinking? Way, the way it works is uh, like when you're 15, you got to kind of make your choice. If, if you want to go to school or if you want to go try to there. So there's like two major routes to get to play pro. One would be major junior, which is considered like an amateur athlete or a semi pro. So you, then it nullifies your scholarships for us schools. So when you're 15, you kind of have to make that choice. And I actually was going to go to school because I didn't really think there was a chance of me playing pro. And I just wanted to get my education and, and I enjoyed school. And um, so that was the route I was going to go. And then, I kind of changed my mind in, in having a meeting with the, the junior league and uh, ended up working working out well for me and, um, you know, making the, the dream come true, playing in the, playing in the NHL. Just because we have a pile of hockey players, especially, we get a ton of guys in Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Connecticut area that listen in. If you're going to give anybody advice as far as trying to make it pro, would you say – take up something else because it's close to impossible or would you say chase your dream <laughs> no for sure i mean i, I think it, it's there's su- it's such a good community of people so you're gonna have great experiences you're gonna meet great great people do cool things um i, I always just say you have to really enjoy the hard work and and you got to know that you have to get a little lucky too so it's but even if you, you don't make pro you're, you're gonna have some great times you're gonna meet great people have friends for life I mean, I've, I've loved, I love playing hockey when I was a kid and, you know, just going to tournaments and crazy cities, staying in hotels, playing mini sticks and swimming in the pools. And, and I mean, you just have some great times anyway. So it's, it's, it's definitely worth it to chase it. And, and, and if you can get your education paid out of it, it's, that's huge. I mean, especially in today's world with, uh, with the price of university and stuff, it's, uh, and I play with a lot of guys that have played in, University of Minnesota, University of Wisconsin, Michigan schools, and I mean, they love it. So, Man, this is probably a dumb question, but because I do watch TV occasionally, and I watched uh, the uh, the movie um, Miracle, where uh, whatever, the when we won the Olympics in, what was that, 70-something? Um, yeah, yeah, great movie. How were, if you were going to try and, which this probably makes me sound so like a total jackass, but... What were the odds of us actually winning that, like one in a million? Was it as, as uh, disproportionate as it seemed in the movie? No, yeah, I think yeah, it was. I think it was a miracle. <laughs> is what they yeah, it's like, because those Russians. So back then it was kind of different because those guys were all from different schools, and so they they didn't play with each other. So there's a lot of chemistry that has to happen on the ice, and a lot of reading off each other, and. Um, so that'd be the big difference. Like, you know, in football, they talk about like running your routes and, and knowing your route, but there still is like a chemistry 
the QB and the wide receiver have to have a chemistry. Um, but even though they, they're still running that route, so he knows that that guy should, after 10 yards, button hook, and he, and he should be in that spot. So he's thrown it to that spot before that guy gets there. Like in hockey, it's just it's free-flowing. You know, so there's you really have to you get to know a guy, how he's going to react in a hard situation. Um, you know, if he sees somebody coming to run him, what's his kind of, what's his panic move? Where's he going to put the puck? Um, you know, if you're in a trouble situation, where's he going to be? Is he going to go off your left side or your right side? Because you're trying to make all these plays and you don't really know what's going on around you. So, because the game's so fast and so big, the guys are so big now that it's, you're reading and reacting. So every shift is so different. So that chemistry part, like the Russians were all together all the time. So their chemistry was like, they could read each other's minds where the Americans were all from different schools and stuff. And I mean, it was before my time, so I wasn't there for that, but uh, you know, to, to watch that movie and see how they came together and, and, and got better and better as the tournament went on. And uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's an unbelievable story. What would you say, what was the closest uh, uh, th- uh, hockey experience you were involved in? I mean, you, it sounds like you've been, You ha- have you won a Stanley Cup? No, I lost in the finals in 16. That's that where was, the one you cried at? <laughs> yeah, that was crushing. I mean, you know, you're a kid, you dream of of winning the Cup, and, and it's so hard to get there. I mean, you think it's it's hard to get in the league, it's hard to stay in the league. Then you got to be on a good team, and... You know, now nowadays, every team is so good. And so all this stuff has to, like, just come together, and, and you have to create this magic. And, um, you know, that playoffs, we, we had such a good time, and, and we had such a special team. So much had to go right to get there. And, uh, you know, and then in the finals, it just – we kind of lost a little bit of that magic, and, and we lost to a great team. And, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby was the, the captain of, of Pittsburgh. They, they ended up winning it, and he's – He's another guy that's going to, he's, he's the ultimate legend of our sport. And, um, you know, he's definitely one of the best to ever play the game. And he's won in every, everything he does, he, he seems to win. And, uh, so yeah, tough. I mean, it's, it's been hard to get back there. I've, I've, we had a chance two, two years ago where we were in the conference finals and we ended up losing. So it, it's just tough. You, you never know how, how many opportunities you're going to get and, and to get one and then not win. Yeah, it crushes you. Yeah, do you like that um, neck shot? Yeah, yeah, that did crush me. Do you think? Um, <laughs> do you have a team to do it now? With uh, that's probably a horrible question to ask uh, on the radio or on the mic. But uh, do you guys think you have the potential with uh, the team you have now, or do you think there's some yeah, changes that's need a, to be made? That's the crazy thing about sports now is in 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 the NHL the way they've kind of shifted the league around with with the cap and. All the teams, every team thinks they have a chance every year because the teams are so tight. They're so it, It's not like some of the other sports where if, if the first-place team is playing the last-place team, that first-place team is going to win 90, 95% of the time. Like in hockey, it's, it's much closer than that. So it's, yeah, every year you feel you have the team. We have a, we have a great uh, group of guys. Last year was really tough. It sucked. But we've had that same team, and and we have gone far. So, yeah, I mean, every year we, you think you're gonna you're gonna do it. You just have to, all those things have to start folding in and and believing, and and then you you go on that roll, you know. Yeah, just from talking to you, and we're getting close to time here. But 
you had said you want to get at least five years if you can out of the 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 league and then out of hockey and then you're gonna stay in Texas. Is that set? Does it? Are you guys gonna move there and stay in the Hill Country? Yeah, I think we. I mean, it's so hard to say where we're gonna be in five years, just because really at that time, you know, hopefully I play longer than that. I, I really feel I'm I'm in good shape. I take good care of myself. Um, that elk beat really helps. You know, it's it keeps the weight down, and um, so I'd love to play longer if I, if I can play and, and contribute and. And, and help a team. I would still love to, to be playing for as long as I can. And, and when they give me the boot and yank me off for the team, then, uh, you know, I think it kind of shifts into what your kids want to do. If my kids are, if they're in sports or th- then you kind of have to shift maybe where you are or what's going on. Cause right here, we're not that far from, from some big cities, but it might change if they're, if they're in competitive sports or something. But we do love it here. This will, we will stay here forever. This will be our forever home, for sure. Just, I don't know if it'll shift a little bit with the kids at that time. If that's the case, or as far as this goes, what when you retire, what is the first hunt you're going to try and go on? Oh, I would love to do a doll sheep hunt. That would be, I, I think that would be the, the dream. Because I'd still be in pretty good shape, so I'll hopefully be able to do it. I mean, I, I've always, I, I love watching the videos of guys doing it and the footage of the mountains and, and just how hard that hunt is and the views and, um, you know, just the quietness. I think it would be good for the mental health just to, to get out onto a mountain and, you know, be reflection on, on everything. And I, it's just something that I've always, I, that I've always thought would be a, a cool thing to do right when you're, when you're done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to do an elk hunt too. I mean, an elk elk hunt in the back country would be really cool. There's so many different ways to do it, and um, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different things I'd love to do. Yeah, the elk one's a lot easier logistically. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the doll is a is a pain, but um, yeah, the sheep hunt is like crazy because it's something you I, I always wanted to do, but man, those things start getting uh, like some of the other sheep are, are even way more expensive, right? Yeah, uh, stone. She, I, so I think stone is probably around thirty-five, forty grand. And I'm not an expert at this. I think uh, desert bighorn. You're looking what between sixty and a hundred grand, I guess. Uh, I know Tiburon when I was down there. That's about it was. You're looking. Uh, it varies, but twenty-five to thirty grand for a doll sheep hunt plus tip and flight coming in. Uh, it's a rich man's sport. They don't give that shit away. Even if you have the money, for a lot of guys, it's still hard to spend it on that. Um, I know. I'm usually the toady yeah, carrying your shit. So. My wife first one would be me right after I did that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're done. Uh, but elk, one thing good with elk, like, you know, for a fairly, I mean, you can you can get a landowner tag and hunt a pretty good area. I mean, you can draw good tags. Over the counter is fun, but it's just more difficult. Um, you know, and you have enough contacts where you'll have guys that'll, you'll get introductions to stuff that'll, um you know, be pretty, I mean, cause you can pay, I think that hunt that Jocko and those guys went on was 20 grand for elk, but I would say for a 15 to $2,500 landowner tag, you can have an ass kicking cool backpack hunt. Uh, when I say landowner tag, it's just getting you the tag for that area. You're hunting national forest or wilderness. Um, yeah. you know, it'd be like something to take you eight, nine years to draw and get in there and have the full experience of getting your dick kicked in the dirt, but also, you know, having animals running around screaming at you. Um, you know, and, and, and again, logistically, 
you're 14 hours from that driving. So it's not horrible compared to, you know, you're a couple day trip just to get up there to hunt sheep. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you can do that hunt 10 times for the price of doing one, (laughs) one guided, you know what I mean? So 10 years of experience for the same price as one five day trip or seven day trip. That's why that one's a dream hunt. I don't, I don't know if that one would ever happen, but it, it definitely would be the dream. I actually love the mountain goats too. Like, and I, we talked about it earlier with that, with your shot you had uh, this past year. I mean, that thing was, I, I think they're a really cool animal too. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're much more affordable. Cody killed one two years ago? Three, yep. Three, yeah. Cody drew a t- tag here in Colorado three years ago and, and got one. Really, man, once you retire, the skies will be the limit of what you want to hunt. Really, it'll be more divorce is the limit would be a better way to, <laughs> yeah. to put it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, I, I owe a lot of house cleaning and a lot of chores around the house. <laughs> well, man, we're we're getting close to time. Um, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, while we're chatting here before we hop off. No, I mean this is awesome. It's, it's great getting to, to chat with you. I, I always love how you do the the Instagram stories and and uh, you know helping helping all of us out, picking your brain for for all the knowledge. And I, I just think it's unbelievable what you do and uh, you know trying to help people. Just get better at what they do. I love it. Yeah, no problem. And I, yeah, no bullshit, man. If you need help, um, it's not that big of a deal for for me to head down there. Like I said, my daughter's in the area anyway. So if you ever need anything with the bow, or or if you want to come live in the mountains for a few days and and get away from it, we we got a pretty cool cool place up here and a lot of fishing and lot lot of three D shooting. We got a mountain course about fifteen minutes from the house. It's pretty pretty crazy. So more than welcome to come whenever you want and definitely stay in touch. We'll have to we'll have to get you back on once you start playing again if possible. Um or uh, if you go on a hunt and just talk about it, it's always nice to hear guys' perspective that are that are, you know, have only been doing it a few years. So Yeah, no, I'd love to. It was uh Yeah, I'll be I'll be calling about some advice to, to make sure I'm doing things right and, and getting good habits and, and figuring this thing out. Cool. No, sounds good, man. I appreciate you having on, having you on, and uh, definitely stay in touch. Oh, oh, thanks, boys. Yeah, take it easy, man. All the best.